FM News with Sureshan Pillay. Seven o'clock. Good morning. South Africans have been one to brace themselves this weekend for what ESCOM has called a long weekend maintenance festival. The power utility says a number of generating units will be taken offline, while those that have broken down will be repaired. It says this is to ensure that there is no backlog during winter. Marafa Tebane has more. ASCOM spokesperson Kulupasiwe believes doing this will put more pressure on the grid over the long weekend. However, he says the likelihood of load shedding will be minimal. Generally over weekends and especially during public holidays, we don't have a lot of power demand on the power system. So essentially we are taking advantage of the fact that some companies will be shutting down for the holidays. Meanwhile, ESCOM has applied to NERSA to grant it a double-digit increase. This comes hot on the heels of a 12.7% increase, which came into effect this month. Government says the decision to deploy the army at xenophobic hotspots was only taken as a last resort. The decision was announced by Defence Minister Nosiviwe Mapisangakula in Alexandra, north of Johannesburg. A Mozambican national was stabbed to death in the township, while a Zimbabwean couple was shot and wounded there. There was also been renewed unrest at Isipingo, south of Durban. Mapisangakula says the army will work closely with police. Defence Force comes in as the last line of defence of the Republic of South Africa. These soldiers are not trained in crowd control. All they know is to use a boot and the next action will be to fire. This is why we were fighting in the 80s, saying South African Defence Force then out of the township. And I know that there are people because clearly you are never right. There will be those who will be critical of the decision we've taken There'll be those who will commend the decision. Meanwhile, the South African High Commission in the Ghanaian capital, Accra, says it's received threats from four Ghanaians. High Commissioner Lulu Tlingwana says the four men came to the commission last week but were stopped by security. Marisa Samos has more. She says the men threatened to come back and burn the commission. The matter's been reported to police in Accra. The High Commissioner says they've confirmed with the police ministry in South Africa that no Ghanaians have been killed in the recent xenophobic attacks. Also in West Africa, South Africa has closed its consulate in Lagos, Nigeria for two days. The move follows anti-xenophobic protests outside the consulate and at the South African High Commission in Abuja. Moving on, the High Court sitting in Palm Ridge in Ikuruleni will hand down judgment today in the medical parole application for murder accused George Luca. Luca has been diagnosed with stage 4 lung cancer. He's accused of killing strip club boss Lolly Jackson in 2010. He claims Czech fugitive Radovan Kretscher pulled the trigger. Sasha Naidu reports. Cypriot national George Luca will return back to the dock this morning to hear his fate on whether he will be granted medical parole or not. Judgment was expected yesterday, but instead Luca took to the stand to testify on why he should be granted the parole. He told the court that if he's granted medical parole, he will definitely return to South Africa for the remainder of the murder trial. Luca's defense told the court that an independent oncologist who studied his medical reports has given him no longer than three months to live. His lawyer, Owen Bloomberg, asked the court to take this into consideration when handing down judgment.
Soccer players from around the world have paid tribute to John Mushro, who died yesterday after a long battle with cancer at the age of 49. Shoes is seen as one of the main driving forces in South Africa's victory at the 1996 African Cup of Nations. He played 73 times for Bafana Bafana and scored eight goals, four of them coming in that tournament. Former Bafana Bafana captain Lucas Radebe recalls how influential and reliable a player Shoes was in the team. Some of the, the memories I had is seeing the fans coming with a big shoe, you know, uh, and, and when he touches the ball and, you know, that shoes. And, you know, those are the things, I mean, that's what shoes brought to the game. You know, it was a colourful character, very skillful, and we knew when shoes was one of those players who changes the game. And who was trusted? If you mention the team list, I think the number 10, you know, that shoes Mushel. And I think nobody would not go and watch when personalities like that plays. And finally, a 100-carat diamond mined in South Africa will be the highlight of a jewel sale in New York this week and could sell for the equivalent of 300 million rand. The Sotheby Auction House says the emerald-cut diamond, which was mined by De Beers, is one of only five of similar quality and size to ever to, to ever go under the hammer. Sotheby spokesperson Gary Schuller says the diamond is so transparent that it can be compared to a pool of water. A flawless pink diamond set a world record price for a gemstone at auction when it sold for 900 million rand in Geneva in 2013. A top story at 7 o'clock. South Africans have been warned to brace themselves this weekend for what ESCOM has called a long weekend maintenance festival. And remember, if you're on social networks, the SABC supports the hashtags. Say no to xenophobia and we are one. I'm Suresh and Pillay. I'll have your headlines at half past.